Okay, so we continue the, uh, the topic of uh, creating uh, partnerships and the parameters of that. So he writes, all of this are all, again, precautionary remarks about what to do to set things up in a way to avoid headache and Dine Torah at some point in the future. So it says, Kedai Gam Lahasnos, it's also worthwhile for the partners to stipulate, that if one of the partners end up not carrying out his responsibility, what the contract requires of him. Regardless of whether we're discussing about how much money he's supposed to invest or any other obligation. For example, let's say uh, two partners each gave $100,000 to purchase a, a building, and they planned on being 50-50 partners in this, uh, in this building. And then right after they purchase it, so they have to go ahead and provide a new uh, AC unit, which is going to cost them $50,000. So ideally, each one is going to kick in another $25,000 and uh, it will continue to be 50-50. Ruvain has the money, he has $50,000 to be able to invest, and Shimon doesn't have anything. He used his last $100,000 to purchase the, uh, the building in the first place. So Ruvain doesn't want to lose out. He got to replace the air conditioning, so he puts in the, 150, he puts in the additional $50,000, and now the amount of money they have each put in, one put in one fifty, and one put in a hundred. So now what do they do moving forward? How do we look at that difference in terms of the fact that they didn't share that cost? And the second partner invested the $50,000. Do we say that when Ruvain went ahead and put in all $50,000, so Shimon retains 50% rights in the building, and the fact that Ruvain covered Shimon's $25,000, so we look at it as if Ruvain loaned Shimon $25,000, and then he owes him $25,000, but Shimon has not lost his 50% share in the, in the business. Or perhaps we'll say that if Ruven goes ahead and kicks in all 50 and Shimon doesn't kick in anything, so now Ruven has a greater share. He has, three, he has 60% now a share, and Shimon is going to be left with only a 40% share because he didn't kick that in. You can imagine how many Dinei Torah could arise as a result of that not having been spelled out ahead of time what's going to happen. And these are common things uh, in, uh, in Dinei Torah all the, all the time, that something happened which wasn't according to plan, and now everyone is going to advocate for their own best interest. Yes? Is it possible to spell out every single possible situation? No. But you can, uh, well, hold on, well, we're going to get to it. Why not? Then it says, Mavuar Begemar, the Gemara tells us, Keshem Shepartzufem Shonos Kach Deoseim Shobene Adam Shonos. Just like there's no two people who look exactly alike, so too there's no two people who think exactly alike. And this obviously is going to raise differences of opinions and perspective as far as how to run a business. One partner, Ruvain, may be willing to take some risks. The risk isn't something which scares him off, and he's willing to go ahead and put some money out in order to get risk, because if it turns out to be successful, there'll be greater profit because of the risk. And the second partner, Shimon, he's going to be more patient or he's risk averse. So now there's a disagreement between these two, the two partners, whether or not should we buy another building, should we not buy another building, what should we uh, do moving forward? And that's, it's an inevitable part of a partnership. Therefore, it's advisable to go ahead and be proactive, create the refuah, the healing, before the injury arises. 
and to stipulate, getting to your point, Pinchas, to the degree possible, which one of them, if there's a disagreement between them, how are the two of them going to resolve that disagreement between themselves? Or maybe they'll decide, if there's only two partners, maybe they'll decide that they're going to choose a third party to go ahead and mediate or to go ahead and decide how to, uh, to move forward. Who's going to have that decision-making power to decide what the decision is going to be? Are we going to upgrade the electrical system or just leave it as is? Are we going to go ahead and you know, redo the cement in the walkway or we're just going to leave it as is? All these are important decisions, expensive decisions. And also, in the event that the parties decide that they're going to divide up the partnership. So what, how exactly is that going to look? How is that going to unfold? How are they going to divide assets? How are they going to divide customers? How are they going to divide all of those, uh, all of those things? Vezatzad Shlishi, or based in, and who as an independent uh, third party, as a mediator, or as a based in, are they accepting upon themselves? In the event that there is a disagreement between them that they can't resolve, or some other type of a, 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 a disagreement or different perspectives, so a dispute resolution clause, so that also is something which is important to have in the contract because it's almost inevitable that something like that is going to arise, and we need to have a roadmap about as far as how we're going to resolve this that everybody is expecting. One last thing he mentions, also very important, and uh, sadly many Dene Torah, and something which has the potential to, uh, to break up families, says, so it's very, very important, to make sure that you have a detailed contract, a detailed operating agreement. If a father brings one of his sons, or one of his sons-in-law, or brings a family member into the family business, they make it now a family business, so one of the children is now uh, part of that, uh, that business, and the other ones may not be. So now the question is going to be, what happens when the father's no longer after 120? Does the son who is involved in the business, is it his business? It's divided between everybody else. Is this part of his Yerusha? It's not going to be part of his Yerusha. There's a lot of questions which could arise when, that, uh, when that, this happens. Velichto beferish. And to the degree possible, you want to write with as much detail. You also want to know what percentage ownership may the son have in the family business or not. And what exactly is going to be his salary? Again, doing this Heimish where we'll give you what you need or you'll take what you need and all of that leaves a lot of room for... Uh, for uh, for machlokas, kedei shelo yeh machlokas beziknuso, because then the the uh, the the father who is the original owner of the business that he gets older and he's less involved in the business, so the son may feel if I'm doing more work now, my father doesn't really come to the office. He spends most of the time in Israel, Florida, wherever it's going to be. I'm doing much more work. I should be getting a much bigger salary as a result of that, and just start skimming off of the top, assuming that he's justified in doing so, and he may not have the right to go at it and take uh, additional money. So all of this should really be spelled out what's going to happen is the father gets older and he's no longer involved and then what's going to happen after he passes away and uh, now the business has to go to uh, whatever the next uh, st- stage of the business is going to be so to the degree that that could be uh, spelled out and that could be addressed or how it's going to be answered in the event that disagreements arise so that will save them from achlokes the less detail that you have so the more that the, uh, the people involved open themselves up to all sorts of terrible machlokes. Hanan ben Akash, Masukash Bokhul, Zakos, Sisrael, the Fika Khibadam